0: Humboldt. last week. Hey, thank you for being here. Humboldt Last Week is what I hope to be an enjoyable and easy new way to catch up on some local news. My name is Miles Cochran. I've got radio experience. I do this in my free time because I enjoy it. I love Humboldt. If you get a chance, please do make it a point to tell a friend about the podcast this week. Um, you can listen and connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Check out Humboldt last week on Facebook as well For local goodness and giveaways Disclaimer, you might come across some adult language here And before we begin A huge thank you guys out to the program Partners this week, Cafe Nooner in Eureka Experience fresh, good food Cooked to order at Cafe Nooner in Old Town And Cafe Nooner 2 in Henderson Center Eureka Utilizing fresh, local ingredients Wherever possible Locally owned and operated by Lorena and Joe Filgis Since 2011 Check them out at CafeNooner.com and Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville, local band Ghost Train has been recording there. Lightning, lightning, there's no guarantee, yeah. So they recently did a farmer's market show in the pouring rain with the mentality the show must go on. Gallons of water pouring into the sound engineering tent. They were still solid, had a blast. Check them out, Ghost Train, and look at where they've been recording in McKinleyville at bongoboystudio.com. So this is kind of a weird happy coincidence I'm wondering if you caught this if you checked out last week's episode For context, a couple weeks ago a group of teenagers in Eureka near the high school Allegedly assaulted a couple and sent them to the hospital Messed up, I know And sarcastically when bringing that up out of my head I made up this opposite group of kids Going around offering free hugs and kindness So after I released that episode Lo and behold I'm driving north down on my way to a soccer game And in front of the courthouse in Eureka What do I see? Group of kids with signs, some of them reading free hugs, free smiles. Humble is the best. You individuals are the best. Humble really is wonderful. And, you know, totally a coincidence, but the timing was really fun to make up this group of positive kids and then actually see them appear. Well, as we get closer to the end of the school year, lots of HSU students are changing their housing situation. You know that. With that in mind, Arcata put out their annual release asking students not to dump and run. A lot of scorned lovers out there also hate it when people dump and run, but that's a different thing. HSU students, please do keep your trash in check. Definitely use this uh, release that has resources for getting rid of stuff you don't want. Oh, you hear about the drive-by shooting in Eureka? The victim? Definitely more bark than bite. Guy shot a tree on Wabash. Yeah, so drive by tree shooting, not a misdemeanor, but a felon tree. Maybe uh, attempted branch slaughter, almost an assassination. Officers were not stumped, though. They uh, found this 20 year old that allegedly did this using a shell casing and surveillance footage. In all seriousness, randomly firing guns in town is scary, stupid, glad they busted the guy. And watch out, criminals, for the next CBS episode of Tree S.I. Uh, Something I brought up before, the upcoming new residency program for doctors at St. Joe's. Last week, they put out a press release saying they'll eventually be able to host 18 med school grads at a time. And the first class in a little over a year is going to have six resident doctors. Could do wonders for our shortage of primary care providers here. Beautiful obituary, one of the best I've ever read for one of Humboldt's brightest stars ever, Sylvia East. She lived and loved until the age of eight. This part says, To honor Sylvia, please hug your loved ones a little tighter. Smile, laugh, be kind, paint your toenails, dress up in fancy clothes or a Halloween costume for no reason. Don't be afraid to get dirty and muddy. Reread your favorite books. Pick flowers and give them away or wear them with your hair. Eat berries by the cupful love with abandon, a life to be celebrated. Please do think of Sylvia when you see pink flowers out there. Well, all right, Humboldt-Rays superstar Sarah Bareilles made a list in New York Magazine. That's a big deal about the best TV shows of 2018 so far. And right here, the live version of the musical Jesus Christ Superstar on NBC. Part of this says, The scrupulous attention paid to camera movement, lighting, and staging puts it over the top. Sarah starred alongside John Legend and Alice Cooper, among others, brought in over 10 million viewers. According to this press release, the DVD version is coming out June 15th. Jesus Christ superstar. Also coming up soon for Sarah Bareilles, she'll be co-hosting the Tony Awards with Josh Groban on June 10th. That's on CBS. Well, HSU grad and SpongeBob creator Steven Hillenburg got a daytime Emmy Award. Emmy organizers gave him a special honor for quote, his contribution and impact made with the animation field and within the broadcast industry last year. Steven was diagnosed with ALS. He's going to continue to work on SpongeBob for as long as he's able. The voice of SpongeBob, Tom Kenny, was on stage with Steven when he accepted that Emmy. And yeah, the cartoon world legend graduated from HSU in 84. Among other generous things in the past, he helped fund renovations to the HSU Marine Lab. Nice guy. Maybe you saw the Coast Guard came to the rescue, saved some fishermen off the Humboldt Coast. Very scary. Their boat lost its steering in 10-foot seas. Good work, Coasties. And another dramatic water rescue, down in Shelter Cove, guy saw people about a mile out in the water next to an overturned boat. So he and a crew motored out there, saved him. Someone told Kim Kemp they'd been out there in rough water clinging to life for like a half hour. Shivering fellas got in hypothermia bags and were eventually warmed up enough to avoid the hospital. Nice. Oh, and the guy who initially saw this also rescued a kayaker like a few months ago. Good work, dude. Dang, so I didn't remember this case was happening. The former Miss Hoopa Valley Kayla Brown is still in pretrial hearings. Well over a couple years ago, she pleaded not guilty to a number of sex offenses involving children in false imprisonment. According to an Old Loco article, she was a cheerleading coach and used to write a guest column on bullying. She denies the allegations. 24 years old, her jury trial is currently scheduled for June 18th. Well, after HSU's former monster of an offensive lineman got drafted in the third round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another HSU player is going to get his shot. Former HSU player all set to start practicing with the San Francisco 49ers. That would be running back Jaquan Gardner, HSU record breaker. Shortly after the draft, you got a call from the Niners. He's now at rookie minicamp. Fingers crossed for him as he works to land a spot in the official roster. To um, raise awareness, the Weather Service put out this reminder that we have some deadly beaches here. Specifically due to steepness, they listed Big Lagoon, Dry Lagoon, Freshwater Lagoon. In the past 15 years on those three beaches, 10 people have died after getting pulled into the surf. Uh, Other steep beaches they noted were Agate Beach at Patrick's Point and Black Sands Beach at Shelter Cove. Please do take extra caution at spots like that. Stay back. Watch out for sneaker waves. You might remember hearing about a teenage girl dying in the Best Western by the mall in Eureka in early 2017. If you don't remember, this girl was 16. Her mom said she died of a meth overdose. And maybe you saw Kim Kemp spoke with this mom. She said a couple guys that were with her daughter when she died did not try to get help. Now they face second-degree murder charges. Both are reportedly behind bars. We'll see if they're found guilty. You see this story on North Coast News guy said he was an Arcata in front of Everett's transient asked him for money and the transient got mad when in his eyes the fella didn't offer enough money like really. So this guy says the transient proceeded to stab him in the face said he could later put his tongue through his cheek and the transient told police that he would have stabbed him in the heart if it weren't for witnesses. Dang gnarly story from that guy. A former jail officer accused of child molestations tried to have his case dismissed. Seems like this stemmed from a misunderstanding about whether or not jail employees could talk to investigators about the case. Obviously, they can. According to Loco, the request to drop the case was denied. Preliminary hearings are scheduled to start May 24th for that guy. Condoms, people. I should just leave it there. But I won't Big old spike in HIV here So says the health department Also an increase in chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis Or gonosyphilitis uh, They say that they typically see one positive syphilis case a year That's gone up to five a week So Connect wisely my friends Some beautiful artsy paint jobs are going up on utility boxes in Eureka First one up on 5th street is definitely mouthwatering A cheeseburger with donut buns that is American right there. Think can electrocute you and lead you into a downward spiral to diabetes. Nah, it's awesome. On the other side, it's yellow with racing stripes. According to Loco, at least a dozen of these utility boxes are slated for makeovers. City is still looking for sponsors for future makeovers, by the way. And how about this alleged Eureka bank robber that was taken in super fast? Dude apparently held up the U.S. bank on F Street, and according to Redwood News, this guy was arrested at the Bayshore Mall bus stop. Officers used surveillance footage and a description to get assistance from mall security. Maybe they segued over and assisted EPD before they got there. Anyway, good work, officers. Paul Blart included. How about that 100% clean renewable energy resolution passed by the city of Eureka? This means by 2025, Eureka is pledging to operate 100% on clean renewable energy. Nice interview on North Coast News with Eureka City Council member Austin Allison about that. all right well this is humboldt last week miles here with humboldt county supervisor estelle fennel appreciate you coming on estelle
1: hey my pleasure miles how are you today
0: i'm feeling good very excited to talk i figured we'd start with this item it was recently announced that you'd been elected president of a multiple county cannabis authority in short the california cannabis authority aims to help people with taxes regulations and hopefully banking that's one of the big things that was talked about so uh, first off estelle we'll start with the big question From this release that Loco shared, what did you think about that Photoshopped Rasta beanie on your head?
1: (laughs) Well, I thought it was pretty funny. I'm kind of glad they put a disclaimer in that it was was Photoshopped. But uh, I got quite a bit of feedback about it. Um, Some people were recommending that I use it for my uh, profile picture as the president of the CCA. But I think I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun, actually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you see something like that, it'll make you gasp or uh, inhale, or I guess we could rephrase that, but... Uh.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I think it's been a long time since my hair was that long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> could be an idea for hat day, too, at the fair this summer. We'll we'll keep an eye out for that.
1: <laughs> well, I was, you know, if it, if it hadn't been photoshopped, I might have asked for the hat, just, you know, for when I needed it, but I think it's just in somebody's mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, jumping into business here, in sort of layman's terms, how do you feel Humboldt's cannabis industry can benefit from this new role of yours?
1: Well, I think, you know, the the bottom line is that it's it's going to benefit both the cannabis industry and, and those doing business with the cannabis industry. So, The bottom line, Miles, is it's just going to be kind of like data central, and um, it will also perform a data analytics function so that, uh, let's say, um, a financial institution, because that's what people are most interested in at this point, say a financial institution does want to do business with um, somebody who's in the cannabis industry, they can get all of the data to show that this person is permitted, is a legal operation under the rules of the state of California, and that, um, and, and so they can do business with them. Now, banks can already, or, or at least financial institutions, maybe not banks per se, financial institutions can already deal with people in uh, in the cannabis industry, but it's a tremendous amount of paperwork and it's very costly. So. And and then they don't get all the kind of information that they will get through the CCA. So hopefully, um, as we uh, work this model out, it will become the model for dealing with the cannabis industry. You know, um, Colorado, Washington, uh, Oregon have all tried different things. And California has taken a slightly different approach and we're hoping it will be the successful one.
0: Yeah, it's nice to be right behind the pioneers there to kind of learn from them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we like to, to count ourselves as, as uh, you know, the head of the pack, but in this case, I'm I'm kind of glad that the others went first. Um, it gives us a chance to learn from them, and we do have people involved who've been working in Colorado as well. I, I think, you know, the bottom line is that... Uh, We talk a lot about the negative uh, aspects of the unregulated cannabis industry, and one of those was the amount of cash um, that was involved and then the crime that came with that cash, the home invasions, et cetera, et cetera. So with that, if if people can go into the the banking industry, I think you're going to find a lot of that uh, goes away. And it also helps uh, them to safeguard their money And it also helps the community in the long run because if that money is in circulation in the community, it can be used for um, other community needs like housing, loaning to businesses, that kind of thing. So long story short, I'm glad that we're we're getting going on it. We started out with three counties. We're now four uh, Mendocinos come on board. And um, I believe that pretty much every county in the state that's involved with the cannabis industry will come on board eventually and maybe even those who haven't and then the other part of it is that cities will be able to become affiliated members but it is a county organization
0: interesting well yeah you had mentioned you know some of the upsides to legal recreational cannabis sales here we are five months in Um, A lot of the positive impacts people dreamed of were less environmental damage, less cartel activity, you know, more cannabis tourism. Are you starting to see some of that come up in Humboldt County?
1: Yeah, I mean we have it's like a, a a double-edged sword here because one of the issues is of course that now that it's regulated and legal um it's not just in Humboldt County and and there are some areas that have just jumped ahead and and permitted huge tracts of of uh, cannabis but Humboldt will go with its brand. We're beginning to see it even if it's not as far enough along as some people would like. At the county level, we see people coming in for cannabis tourism permits, transportation, distribution, retail, etc. So it is starting, and I think tourism will be a, um, a significant component, which is why I think that before now, we didn't have that many retail outlets. We're going to see more of those just for the tourists, you know, um, and so yeah, it is. It's going to happen. Um, it will take a while, but I think it's actually happening faster than we expected. To tell you the truth.
0: Interesting. Well, you had brought up some of the law enforcement issues uh, related to cannabis, but um, I wanted to talk about you know law enforcement issues in a broader sense. And here's another news item that happened last week. Maybe you heard about this. Uh, 19-year-old girl who allegedly rammed a patrol vehicle with her stolen car. Uh, Cops say they gave up chasing her after that for safety concerns, and later this same girl allegedly stole a truck from a guy. They say she tried to run away on foot again, but was caught. Totally a wild story. But uh, Estelle, this girl, she's 19 years young, and she was booked into the county jail. And I guess some people have, you know, hope that those arrested this young can turn their life around. Uh, But at the same time, people are frustrated about crime here, and you recently supported an initiative aimed at being tougher on crime. Uh, There's some hesitancy about that initiative from our retired probation chief, Bill Damiano. He feared a negative impact on rehabilitation here. So you know, tough on crime initiative, still got supervisor support, four to one. But how did you feel about Damiano's concerns, and uh, you know, what do you hope to see happen in Humboldt in terms of crime and punishment in the future?
1: Well, I think all of our criminal justice system is focused on the newer model, which is to, to help people get back on their feet, get out of, of the system and, and that model. And that's what AB uh, 109 was aimed towards. But we uh, on the ground um, have felt also the impacts of having to house prisoners rather than just jail inmates. You know, county jails are really not built for housing prisoners, but the state has kind of passed that off on us. And then with regard to uh, the initiative that brought down the seriousness of crimes, like the $950 limit for um, misdemeanor, that's resulted in a huge amount of recidivism. So I hear Bill's concerns, and Sean Brenneman, who's taking his place, is also concerned. But what we see is the state legislature itself is just not coming up with the kind of bills that can address the, uh, the unintended consequences of these these other measures and bills, what we want to see is the discussion go forward and address the negative aspects of it without taking away from the positive aspects of the new model for criminal justice. So our jail um, expansion, for instance, is geared purely towards uh, those kinds of services like mental health and um, probation and all of that. So the model will continue, and I'm sure that the funding will be there, uh, which is Bill's problem was he thought that because of the way those other bills were written, the funding was in there. The funding will be there, but hopefully the negative aspects will be addressed by this. And I'm not saying that it's a perfect bill either, but what we're trying to do is reflect the citizens' concerns, because literally we are heavily impacted by people abusing the criminal system now, knowing that they'll just get a slap on the wrist. They'd be turned back out on the street without any real consequences for ripping people off at the, to the tune of nine hundred and fifty bucks a day, pretty much you know so trying to keep it
0: under that felony mark.
1: Yeah, and exactly, and so I think then some of the, the bills going forward are looking at things like saying you, you only get to do that a couple of times, and then you are going to be a felon. Those kind of things, something that puts some teeth back into the law, and 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 doesn't incentivize criminal behavior because that's basically what. some this this was like an unintended consequence of something that was meant to uh, get us into a better criminal justice system and, and has actually tied our hands at the local level. So, no, we're not going to go back to a time when people like this young woman who clearly have problems are going to be kicked into a jail system and, and, never, and come out worse. They're still going to be uh, dealing with um, a system that's trying to help them. And, in fact, we're even... Expanding on that model in Humboldt County, we we just started. Um, we're, we're in the process of starting a, one of its kind dual justice system um, for uh, kids that are born addicted, um, and and you know, not sending them through the foster care system right away, but actually trying to find uh, solutions within their families. Uh, we the sheriff is really focused on the jail being an area where people can get the help to get out of this track that they're in. And, you know, and then we also have, obviously, all of the drug problems, which just seem to be never-ending, and then we've got mental health, and both of those kind of tied together sometimes. We're working on all those sides, but in this particular instance, we do need to deal with those unintended consequences of AB 109 and uh, Prop 47 specifically.
0: Speaking in terms of the, uh, you know, criminal justice system here and um, some of the frustrations with it, here's a case, uh, this item. According to reports from the Times Standard and Loco, there is another trial delay for Marcy Kitchen. Marcy's the Fortuna mom accused of drunkenly in her Jeep running over and killing two teenage girls, one of which was her own daughter. And in preliminary hearings, her own son testified, saying that she asked him to crash the vehicle into a basketball hoop to sort of cover up the cause of damage so this latest delay comes from marcy's new lawyer who said she needs more time to investigate a new angle for marcy's defense the trial was supposed to start may 29th now we're looking at trial dates ranging from july to august and coming up in july two years will have gone by since marcy allegedly played a role in the death of these two teenage girls Estelle, a lot of people in your district because this is uh, in your area and beyond, they've uh, expressed quite a bit of anger about this case where we are now you know, what are you telling your constituents in terms of how to look at this in the healthiest possible way
1: Well, I mean I think, you know, what we have to do is have faith in the criminal justice system, you know, it is it's something that has been a focus of a lot of people's anger and also just um, feeling so distraught by such a horrible situation. Um, there's a lot of uh, of empathy for the, the kids, uh, a lot of empathy for the survivors who have to live with that day in and day out, and, uh, you know, a call for justice. So I guess what we have to do is we have to believe that justice will prevail, And um, it is, you know, it is kind of disappointing that things can be pushed out forever and a day. And that's what lawyers do. Um, I know that when it was uh, transferred over to the public defender, as I understand it, the argument was that the case was pretty much prepared. But apparently there is some there is something else that they want to look at and. I guess we just have to, you know, have faith that it will move forward and justice will be done.
0: Yeah, because, you know, that judge must have heard something from this new defense attorney, you know, that made him believe that there was a possibility for a new defense angle.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and, and this is something that is kind of above some of our pay grade in terms of uh, the legal system, um Sometimes those delays are to make sure that everything is done right, because you don't want to uh, allow for challenges later on, those kind of things. Everything has to be done extremely carefully. And um, uh, in this case, obviously, uh, the defendant had a lot of legal assistance, at least at the beginning. And so, you know, the state has to do all their due diligence to make sure that they make a a strong case for what they're arguing.
0: Right. Well, definitely appreciate you taking the time to answer questions about, you know, your new role in the cannabis industry here, um, about the criminal justice system in general. Really do appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like the community of Humboldt to be thinking about, Estelle?
1: Well, I just think that, uh, you know, we're in very challenging times here in Miles, but there's also a lot of opportunity, and I just absolutely cannot tell you how wonderful this county is. You don't need me to tell you that. It's just such a beautiful place, and uh, I love being here. I love working with this community. I think we've got a lot going for us, and I look forward to, um, you know, working on making it even better.
0: Love it here. Number one vacation destination from Lonely Planet.
1: <laughs> That's right. And it is just they're they're gonna be so happy when they get here.
0: <laughs> That's right. Well, your many years of radio experience shining through, thanks so much for your time, Estelle.
1: Thank you so much, Miles. Pleasure Hey,
0: have a good one. Hey, thanks again to the Humboldt Last Week program partners for this episode. Cafe Nooner with two locations in Eureka. Find them at CafeNooner.com. And Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville. Find them at BongoBoyStudio.com. My name is Miles Cochran, former radio host, took a job in PR. I do Humboldt Last Week for fun because I love this place. It's HumboldtLastWeek.com to listen and connect and also discover new music right now. You can check out new songs from Now Now, Saro, and Clowns. again as new stuff from now now sorrow and clowns full songs at humboldtlastweek.com just click on new music hammer hey, around if you have thoughts and ideas constructive feedback good stuff like that hope you have a great week talk to you again soon bye
1: humble last week